And ladies and gentlemen, when you thought 2020 couldn't get any worse, it gets a little better. I'm Neef Miss Orion, and I'm a Schmo. I'm Cairo, and I'm a Schmo. And welcome back to One Year Later, The Two Schmo Show. Yeah. What? I don't know. I mean, I guess it has been a year. Yeah, it didn't feel it's like been a year. Long. It's been a long. It's felt like five. <laughs> it's been so long. I miss this show so much. It's good to be back. It, re- it really is. How how has your year been, Cairo? You know, as much as COVID and Australia burning down <laughs> and almost having World War Three and uh, protests across the U.S. and the world, and I'm sure I'm missing something. Um, You're missing like five things. Not been that weird for me because you know i have uh, a job that's you know essential so i've been going to work on my same hours as i always have been and the weirdest that it got was you know some of the i guess like management type people weren't at work for a few weeks while they quarantined but other than that, you know, I mean, that's my regular week to week kind of stuff. So for the most part, it's been pretty normal. And it helps being an introvert, too. You know, I don't go out much a lot as it is. So, oh, no, I'm I'm still not going out. What a burden I face. Yeah, I'm, I agree. That's kind of been my life. Um, I, I don't know if many people know this, but I had like a whole character arc of going to work at a famous radio station and famous media company and then covid happened in china they got really really worried about it coming to the u.s and laid off a lot of people it was all over the news nationwide i was one of those people and now i'm stuck at a grocery store and then covid hit me like a truck yeah Yeah. i'm not implying that i did get covid i'm just implying that grocery store working is incredibly difficult right now oh yeah that's one of those things that you know, we know that the infection rate, I don't know, there's a lot of conflicting, not conflicting, but unknown things. One of the things that I've seen is that the actual number, percentage of people who show serious COVID symptoms is pretty low, just from the antibody type testing they've done. Oh, yeah. But we're never really going to know for sure until, you know, everything has already passed and people can actually sit down and look at the numbers, the entire picture of it and all the numbers. Yeah, because we're still definitely in the middle of it. But I genuinely wonder, you know, did I actually get it? I don't know. You know, if it's like a two to three percent, like I've seen some of the reports say, I wouldn't be surprised if I just got it and was asymptomatic for the most. That's my theory, because I've been around so many people and just the absolute madness I've seen. Um, Can I share this story? It's actually showing up, you know. 10 people out of the whole state of Michigan and none of them actually showed any real symptoms. I mean, that doesn't seem that far out. Mm-hmm. So can I share the story about how the panic shopping started? Please. It's amazing. So it was the day that the governor announced that we're in Michigan, by the way. So yes, we are. Um, it was the day that the governor announced that we were having the whole lockdown happen. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to the movies to, with my girlfriend to go see uh, Pixar's Onward. Yes. And literally, 
I come downstairs to get my lunch because we're about to leave in a little bit for the movie. And my stepdad comes in with just nothing but rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he's like, um, sounds like we're going to have some problems in this, about this lockdown and whatnot. So your mom wanted me to go get some stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I can see that. And he's like, by the way, you might get called into your job today. I'm like, why? He's like, because family fair is packed. And I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe after the movie. And then literally after he finishes saying that, my boss starts calling me on my phone. We need you in here. Wow. Dude, I walked into a like this absolute madhouse. It was surreal. They had like pallets of toilet paper, like as tall as me. Probably a little bit more, six foot high. Mm-hmm. And they would put them out on the floor. And, like, nothing but mobs of Karens would just walk over and take, like, nine of them at a time. Right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I I wonder if I'll get PTSD about that when I'm older. Yeah, I don't know. I've... It's really unique. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard someone compare it to uh, to polio. Yeah. Because there's lots of people who are finding out that they have, like, actual long effects that are going to happen from this with like respiratory issues and it's like yeah that's actually really similar i didn't think to think about the long-term effects of it but no it was stuff like um little old ladies were snapping at me because we were out of potatoes like uh I felt like I had a target on my back that whole time. 21 days, working just consecutively like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night. Yeah. It was madness. Only went home to sleep. Mm-hmm. Just hug your essential workers, ladies and gentlemen. Well, actually, don't hug them six feet apart. Show them your gratitude. Yeah. There's this Make one... sure that they know they're appreciated. Because I don't. I get mobbed by Karens ever since I got promoted to being a manager. That is one of the things at the start of this that kind of, when like all of the quarantines were in like full, full effect, that really kind of stung me is that you see ads on TV, like almost incessantly of just like, thank you, essential workers, parentheses, see hospital staff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely taking the worst of it right now, but it does make you feel really really underappreciated to see that like i'm sorry i've been going to work every day just like normal just like these people are just just like recognize that i exist please just for a second oh my god i'd appreciate i agree i agree and it sucks because you're behind the you know scenes where you're not on the front lines but you're still making things happen oh yeah yeah just people take things for granted. And I never realized that until COVID happened. They mm, do. So you want to start the year off in review right from the very beginning? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been like even COVID aside, it's been a crazy year just in general. Honestly, like when people are making memes about 2020 coming out for all of our necks, I was like, yeah, you guys are just overreacting. And then everything happened. Yeah. Like, literally everything. Like, did we even start with the situation? It was like Iran, Iraq. I guess it's both. The Middle East was but messed up. 
that's the big one at the start at least yeah the whole salmani killings yeah <laughs> which we're still having like repercussions about that to this day like exactly yep. this day like exactly today yeah <laughs> it's oh the the hong kong protests they were at the start of the year i, I forgot about that yeah <sighs> it's crazy so we had the iran nuclear no, not nuclear deals um tension intentions that could have started world war three yep which that's a way to start off with a bang 2020 like honestly though i mean think about that what if we had world war three like actual world war three right now during covid COVID? yeah would we have had covid probably with the travel restrictions no because in january like that's like hard early january no one is traveling yeah it's an interesting thing what if there is a time traveler. We're talking about this before the show. What if there's a time traveler who went back in time to stop World War Three, and in doing so, inadvertently caused the biggest global pandemic of like what the last at least at least hundred years? I was actually about to say it's the global pandemic of the century right now. Yeah, I mean it's easily the biggest since like the Spanish flu. And that was World War One ish. Yeah, yeah. Like what if they, what if they saw what happened in World War One and were worried it was going to happen again? God. Oh, it's interesting. So we move on from Iran and the U.S. bickering at each other like an old married couple. Yeah. To uh, February, where Australia was on fire. Yep. That was fun. That yes, was not fun. Was. No. Save the kangaroos. Yes. It was also I'm I've got the uh, 2020 Wikipedia page pulled up here. Oh no! What? Please tell me it it's has that. Really... Li- what was that? Please tell me it has that one little thing that says this article is incomplete. You can help by expanding it. Uh let's see. No, it doesn't look like it. It's pretty damn complete. So like <laughs> just skimming through it, uh, January has. A little more than a dozen entries in it. February, less than 10. March, when we get into the thick of it, gets a lot more, especially for COVID. Like, like literally every line starts with COVID-19 pandemic, and there's about 20 of them. April takes up more than my screen can show at once. I, I'm on it. Like, I can see it. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, January, February, March, March, March. And then April just goes on and on, and May goes on and on. And then we're, we're not even halfway through the year yet. Actually, tomorrow is the halfway point. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, I guess it is. I like how they have like, predicted and scheduled events on the Wikipedia yeah, page. <laughs> predicted and scheduled Oh. Earliest year, the power aboard the space probe was Voyager 1 and 2 is expected to terminate. December 14th, huh. expect a total solar eclipse. Ooh, that'll be fun. No, that's when people start losing their stuff the most. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I saw. What if the Mayans were right and they just had someone who was dyslexic? <laughs> and you put a 1 instead of a 2. That could be it. I'd believe it. 
You know, at yeah. least 2016 had the celebrity deaths. Yeah. I'm looking through Now this. we just have death. Yeah. And I like how the first one on 2020 is literally Salman, uh, Salmanani. Yeah. Oh, horrifying. I know none of these people besides him. Oh, Bill Withers. I like Bill Kobe Withers. Yeah. That was 2022. No, 2022 is two years away. <laughs> 2022. 2022. 2022. Yeah. Two Boogaloo. Oh, I got really concerned. There's apparently... Giacomo Dalla Torre, the 80th prince and grandmaster of the Sovereign Military Order of Malta, died. And just skimming through, I thought it said Guillermo del Toro. And I was just like, I feel like I should have heard about that one. Yeah. I like Guillermo. I like him too. Oh. He does cool stuff. So we get to May. What happened in May? What happened in May? COVID continues. Oh, yeah. COVID rages. Yeah. There was some more, though. Um, oh, yeah. So did you hear about the failed, uh, it, what was it, the, the unsuccessful coup attempt in Venezuela? Oh, go on. <laughs> okay. So this is, oh, what was it? They called themselves, they, I don't know if they called themselves this, but they were at the very least called the Walmart Expendables. What? Oh, it's literally, this is uh, American-based private military company Silver Core USA, which is a Canadian-American company run by Jordan Goudreau. Uh, they tried to get together two like strike team sort of things of just you know former military and Venezuelan dissidents and all that kind of stuff, and they were going to boat into the coast of Venezuela under the cover of night storm like under the cloak of night of course the venezuela whatever they're wherever maduro is they're gonna kill him they're gonna kill the guy or extract him or something like that and the entire plan of yeah they called it operation gideon it has its own wikipedia page it's just like every level of incompetence that you can start with all the way down was there one of these guys was literally posting about Operation Gideon, this secret infiltration of Venezuela, on social media as they were doing it. Like live tweeting it. Yeah. <laughs> and like all of the secret service agents, you know, the U.S. knew, the Venezuelan authorities knew. They all knew it was going to happen. They knew where they were going to land on the beach, and they were ready for them with like fully armed army. Oh, man. It so, was just crazy. That feels like a Logan Paul kind of like m movie, like a movie that would have Logan Paul in it. It should be. They apparently were planning on having 300 people do this, and they only got about 60. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like through and through from the very start, just a complete farce. Guys, I would love to go, you know, on the cool. My mom can drive me there, but she's not driving us back. It's like, it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something. That's it's hard. one of those things where if you have like an hour to read through the Wikipedia page, it's, 
ridiculous to read like what actually happened and how you know incompetence on a level we haven't seen in a long time just how long Cairo? i don't even i mean think about it though like when was the last serious like military type thing that went this badly i can't think of one i can't think of one either it's, it's in a league of its own Um, what else do we have? Uh, there's, there's definitely more in May. Well, yeah, something big happened in May, especially in my neighborhood. Did it? Well, wasn't that when the Grand Rapids Black Lives Matter protest happened? I actually don't know when that started. That probably, you're probably right. I thought that was in June, but yeah. I don't know. June's been such a blur. Oh, yeah, that was the end of May. Yeah. yeah that was it was horrifying i can understand that i saw i one of the people i work with has an apartment that's apparently pretty close to downtown um he was at work when a lot of this was happening and was starting and he was kept getting texts from his apartment manager about like yeah we're doing this and this and he showed one of the pictures and it was literally them boarding up all of their windows on like the first and second floor with plywood the... it's genuinely terrifying the scariest thing to me was that I was 20 minutes away from that the whole time it was happening. Yeah. And um, when I was watching footage of it the day after, uh, back when I was working at iHeartMedia in Grand Rapids, um, they like showed footage of the foyer to the building to get into the iHeart station. Yeah. Just absolute shattered glass everywhere. If I was working that night, still working there, I would have been caught in that. Yep. Just yep. absolute reality check to see that place i knew just absolutely destroyed yeah it's it's pretty, it's pretty terrifying yeah man um i'm not saying the protest was bad i'm just saying the riots were horrifying oh, no. yeah it's definitely the riot portion of it we almost had something like that in kalamazoo downtown yeah um, there was two days where on like the first day there were peaceful protests and then it was late into the night. There were people who were starting to riot pretty violently and going to, you know, businesses and stuff and smashing windows and that sort of thing. And because of that, they put in some pretty stringent uh, curfews for the next couple of days. And it looked like the same thing was going to happen on the second day, where you know police were out and trying to, you know, contain what was going on. But for the most part, everything was still peaceful. It was just, you know, two groups of people sort of opposing each other. Yeah. There's some actually some really cool. Um, if I can find it here, there's some really cool social media posts. That's one because I was, you know, I'm like five minutes away from that. And I was trying to figure out you know, what the hell's going on. There's people who I know are talking about like, oh, there's, you know, curfews and riots in downtown Kalamazoo and in Portage. I'm just like, what are you even talking about? There's nothing going on. There's actually a pretty cool part where. Uh, apparently the curfew was at, I think, 7. And the protesters were all still out at 7. And the police were like, all right, guys, we get it. You know, we'll extend, not extend the curfew, but we won't enforce the curfew until at least 7.30, but you guys have to disperse. And I don't remember how exactly it ended, but there weren't any violent clashes, and eventually everyone did disperse. But there were some pretty cool... Uh, moments during it where the Kalamazoo chief of police was like 
in talking with the protesters at, during that time, you know, like having genuine discussions and conversations with them. And that was just really, really cool to see. I'm sure, man. A lot better than what happened down here. Yeah. I should point yeah, out a lot of- to the people just tuning in to these newer episodes instead of the WOCR-based ones, Kyle Roll right. and I are doing our part with social distancing. I'm up in Grand yes, Rapids. He's in Portage. I am. We are we are more than six feet apart. And I'm wearing a mask. Are you wearing a mask, Cairo? I can pull my t-shirt up very far. There we go. That's what I'm doing too. I, actually, I have a mask right behind me, but it's I was wearing it when I was out biking earlier today, so it's kind of gross. Yeah. Do you have a preference in a mask you see? Like what? What do you mean? By like, that? what's the latest mask fashion that you uh, prefer to wear? What is Chiral doing? Oh, in so mask? for me, I have—I uh, guess it's technically called a gaiter, which is just like a sort of like a, a an Under Armour kind of scarf material. Huh. It's more meant for like dust and stuff, you yeah. know. Or I have one that I've had for a while for like winter weather, so I can have something that goes over my nose and mouth when it gets really, really cold out. Yeah. I've just been using that. It seems to work fine. It's easy to wash. I bet. I just use the um, surgeon mask that we get that's disposable at work. Mm-hmm. But I do have a nice little bandito mask I wear out in public. <laughs> I like it. Yep. That's the thing that I do like. You know, there's a certain aesthetic to it of, like, not surgical masks, but other kinds of masks that I feel like is kind of underappreciated. That you know, maybe we'll see a, a resurgence in more regular bandana and scarf use. I will say I the see. Trump administration missed an opportunity to make a "Make America Great Again" mask, which would have sold like hotcakes. I would have. That's just free money. That's free money. Uh. Yeah. So that's a plus. Yeah. The sad thing is we won't even have movies to do now because movie theaters are gone. Right. It really sucks. I mean, I guess there have been some that are going for like straight to streaming services or whatever they're calling it. I'm kind of curious if that's going to be a a thing now, especially with the lower budget ones. I don't know. Because they did it. What was the big one? They did Frozen 2. As a straight, uh, no, Frozen 2 they did in theaters. My girlfriend and I went to see that. Which one was it? There was something recently that they did it where they sent it straight to like like everywhere. It was Trolls. a Disney thing, I think. Trolls 2? <laughs> yeah. And then they did that with Onward as well because that's how my girlfriend and I yeah. saw it. And it seems like it worked well, you know? I think so. I mean, when you have a movie like that that's geared for kids. A lot of your revenue isn't going to be from the movie itself, but from like you know toys and merchandising, apps, merch, yeah, merchandising, stuff like that. It makes sense so that having, you want to like eliminate the middleman as much as possible. Exactly. So you have all these people who have, you know, Prime, Netflix. Pick your streaming service. They already have it. It's in their home already. Yeah. You know, it's probably a lot easier pay- than taking the kids out to a movie theater where you don't know if they're going to behave. Exactly. And you don't have to care how they're going to behave if you're in your own home. Nope. You can just sit them down in front of the TV. And I guess, you know, I don't like it when people parent this way, but to a certain point, it works. It's very effective. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you can just sit them down in front of the TV and let them do what they're going to do. 
you know? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Have him go on a little party. I wouldn't be, like, in any way against a world where maybe we have fewer theaters, but there's a sort of understanding of where when you go to the theater, you're going there as an adult to see adult films and act like an adult. I'd be okay with that. Yo, can I tell you a funny story? Mm. So my girlfriend and I became avid moviegoers over the last year because it's a good date night. Yeah. Absolutely love going to the movies with her. And um, we went to go see Frozen 2. Yeah. And I, we went to go see Endgame together as well. Her parents actually took us there. It was like this big trip we did. Um, and Frozen 2 was like the Endgame for little girls. <laughs> really? So many little girls there. <laughs> Elsa, Anna dresses all over the place. It was kind of crazy to see the fandom. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cool, though. It was. I, I can see that. It was like one of those moments where I'm like, right on, little girl. I'm a grown man enjoying this movie next to a little girl in a pretty princess outfit. Yeah. Come get me, FBI. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen that many movies this year. There's been a couple of really good ones, though. There's been some good stuff in, like, like not maybe this year, but in the last year. Yeah. Um, What were the big ones? Uh, Knives Out. How was that? It's so good. I, I love it. Uh, it, who is it? There's a YouTuber I follow. I already have YouTube open. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, the closer look, I think. I don't know if it's the closer look or just closer look. The closer look who does essay style movie reviews. And he does, he did a really good one for Knives Out. So it's got, you know, spoilers and stuff in it, of course. I'd highly recommend going and seeing this if you haven't. Like, just see the movie blind and just enjoy it because it's really really good and the main thing with it is that it takes the whole murder mystery kind of thing and sort of turns it on its head because a traditional murder mystery and he does a much better job than i can of outlining this but the whole idea is that your traditional murder mystery has the whole point of it being to figure out who did it yes but in knives out you learn who did it in the first act of the movie and then the next two acts and the whole movie Uh, are a completely different tone and it all does such a brilliant job of playing off of all of those old tropes that all the murder mystery movies have and just having fun with them and you can genuinely see that everybody who's involved in it because there's there's, how many big actors are in there you know you got daniel craig playing a southern american to start with (laughs) i mean how crazy is that that's not right he does it so well though it's it's a great movie i can't recommend it enough i loved it since there's no movie theaters oh it's directed by rian johnson yeah so much crap for the star wars movie that he did with the you know the plot twists in that and it's really you know sort of refreshing to see that you know completely different tone of movie of course but the same sorts of ideas of you know, as a director and a writer, he did a really good job of, you know, learning from his mistakes and implementing those, you know, film devices in a really successful way. I think Ryan Johnson is a face to watch in the upcoming years, especially as his career jumps off. Yeah. I think Last Jedi was ambitious, but it was not a good stepping point. 
It definitely wasn't. Yeah. And for someone in his field, he's still really young. Yeah. He has scares a lot me. of his career left. Especially so. when you compare him to like a seasoned veteran like Tarantino. Yeah. What was the other one? Let me see if I can think of it. The other one that I saw. Well, I was actually about to propose instead of the usual movie segment. Do you want to just do movie reviews tonight? I in this episode. Yeah, I'd be happy to. That's good. Um, figured out. I can't remember the name of it, which sucks because I've seen it like three times. Uh, uh, if I can back my way into this through 1917. Oh my god. 1917 is a masterpiece really it is so good the whole point is not the whole point of it but you know like it's all done in like a pseudo one continuous shot sort of a thing oh so like rope. It, it does it so well hmm. yeah again i can't recommend it enough it's so well done and it shows like an accurate portrayal of you know world war one and world war one trenches you mean the worst war yeah it does just a great job of it all oh man so do you want to do uh, movie reviews or do you want to move on to news and save those for later let's let's finish up news first because yeah there's a lot we haven't even gotten to june yet yeah so couple of things I remember from June. Uh, Ebola tried to make a comeback. <laughs> Ebola. There are six new cases of Ebola in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Congo. With five deaths from it. Hmm. And they're able to contain it. But it's just like, yeah, COVID and Ebola in the same year. Nice. You know, it's like one of those comebacks where the old veteran has to bring the new star in. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Old Town Road with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yes. I was thinking of it. It's like, you know, we're at, by June, we're in season six of the anime. Oh, God. And the villain from season one tries to make like a one episode comeback. But <laughs> all the characters are just so strong now. It's just like, and it's done. It's yep. done. It's not even a thing. It's a side note. <laughs> it's world building. It is. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, uh, Have you I seen that photo that's been going up about that one couple in uh, Minnesota that's like protecting their property with the guns that they're holding pro- uh, poorly? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna send this over to you through the chat. Yeah, that reminds makes me think of the uh, that one painting. Farmer and what's that called? Uh, American Gothic. Yeah, makes me think it's like some like bad version of American Gothic, but with way more rednecks and guns. No, this is more like they're they're doing this in front of a mansion. Oh, yeah, it's more ritzy people. Then I haven't. I definitely haven't seen this. That's like the picture I had in my head, though. Okay. Yeah, I'm sending it over right now. I just want to say that there's so many details to the story about what happened that it's all getting mixed up, so I can't accurately portray the context of this photo. But no context probably does it more justice. Where are you? There it is. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> what is this? Isn't it weird? That's so weird. It's like this is what I expect the uh the stunt doubles for <laughs> a movie would look like when they're still like, you know, like dry running, you know, like yeah. oh, we're gonna go here and here. This they're just like in their plain street clothes, but they got their gun and you know, like it's just it looks so awkward. I don't think he's holding that AR like that assault rifle properly. No. It's a pretty let me see if I can find a higher res version of it. So it's pretty small. There we go. Yeah, no. Uh he's actually not doing too bad. But he thinks he's Rambo, and that's not okay, because you're not Rambo, dude. You're he's like, Rand. Rambo, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, but nothing necessarily wrong there. I'm more worried about how she has her finger on the trigger already. Yeah. You know? That's just, that's bad. She wants to speak to the manager of those protesters. She does. She really does. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. That's terrible. Oh, man walmart expendables <laughs> did you ever see the racist avengers when the um protest riots were happening no so i, I absolutely like that though so it's not really something i've seen in mainstream internet culture but with my group of friends we've been monitoring it yeah there was a guy with a bow and arrow hunting um protesters during the riots like trying to kill them and okay. then you see him like go out there with a bow and arrow trying to like shoot people and then just uh, this whole swarm of protesters just swarm around him and beat the living crap out of him he's just on the ground bleeding jeez oh man I saved like a whole bunch I... of pictures of them too there's like one for almost every single one of them there was one I did see this must be like like if the if that's the Hawkeye this would be the uh I guess the Iron Man of the group, maybe, maybe not Iron Man. This guy had a bunch of knives. Like, there's this group of protesters. Protesters, uh, and he's driving by or something, and he gets out and he has like all of these knives, but not like holding them. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I found it. Okay. Uh, it's got like them attached in like a glove or something. <laughs> oh, the Freddy Krueger hand guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> my, one of my favorite videos online right now is the guy who had a machete um, chasing down like protesters during the riots. And yeah. It's, he, where he, do these people come from? Why do they think they have to kill people? Yeah. Why are you wearing this while you're driving your car? He's looking for trouble. Like, he absolutely is. Oh, my gosh. No. So, oh, machete guy. He was guy. charged with a murder. murder. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, what do you... I guess that makes sense. <laughs> he absolutely should be. I said heard the... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, My favorite is machete guy just, like, gets, like, right in the middle of the street and just gets swarmed, kind of like Hawkeye did. And just gets yeah. absolutely like just on the ground, like bleeding, coughing up blood. Yeah, it's just street justice, man. I'm not saying I'm on the side of the rioters. I'm just saying it's crazy. 
can, you know, if you're going to threaten people with a knife, there's a lot more people than you. I don't know what you're going to expect at that point. Uh, they think their power level is so high that they can take on multiple enemies <laughs> at once. It's like all those cringy videos from like before 2010 of the the weebs with their katanas and stuff practicing them. Oh, oh wasn't there like a whole YouTube channel for the one guy that would just like cut water bottles? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. He would just cut water bottles with a sword and that was his thing. One of my, um, I don't know the context of this other one I'm about to mention. There's this one guy running up to a dude just hanging out in front of a store with a two by four. And he's trying to do like all these fancy like bow staff moves, like trying to spin it around, put it behind his back and whatnot. Doing it absolutely terribly. He drops it. The guy comes, sweeps it up, and then starts chasing him down the street with it. <laughs> That's great. Oh, dude, I love it. Um, Twitter account I follow, the Connoisseur of Combat. Yeah. Really good if you just want to see street fights go bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful stuff. So, uh, speaking of street fights, though, there's the other one in June. Uh, some skirmish between Indian and Chinese forces. Oh, yeah. At their border. So, like, 20 people died and 40 were seriously injured in this fight. And these are, like, actual, you know, members of these countries' armies. And apparently, this wasn't with guns. This was, like, actual fist fights. And 20 people died. This has been like a long thing between the two countries where they've been pretty regularly fighting over this border and they've had people there, but no one wants to fire the actual first shot. So they just every once in a while, they have these huge fights where they'll just actually literally beat each other to death with their hands. It's so crazy. You, you don't like, say. I see this. You see the like the headlines for this, like, you know, 20 Indian soldiers killed and skirmish with chinese forces and he's like oh they must have just shot him no they beat him to death oh god it's crazy i would honestly be kind of interested in knowing how a war between india and china would go be interesting because you have the two densest populations against each other you got (sighs) nepal shaking in their boots at the very idea of it yeah, that's true. Nuclear. I'm curious, because I'm pretty sure both of them are nuclear superpowers. I think. Maybe? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, they are. Uh, China has reportedly 290. India has 140. Yep. As of 2019. Well, I mean, it's not like they could do worse to India. <laughs> right. That's one of the things that I think would be really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of really loyal, like loyal to the state kind of loyal uh, people in China. Yeah. But I think it would be really interesting to see, you know, where does that loyalty stop? Are they willing to go into invade a foreign country for their government? And have I told you about Zhu Jiadong? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, this is a story that I've been following a lot recently. I love it. So, um, China's been doing this thing where they're teaching Tai Chi to all the, their students in high school right. to be self-defense and whatnot. They're effectively teaching them a very low form of martial arts. I dare say Tai Chi is more like just standing yoga. Mm-hmm. 
and they're all expecting to be able to defend themselves in real fights because of this. So there's this one Chinese DJ called Zhu Jiajong, who um, is an MMA, MMA fighter, learned in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, listen, guys, you're not learning a real martial arts. You're being tricked. And so all these people just keep kind trying to beat him up with, like, Tai Chi moves, thinking they're, you know, we're going to prove you wrong and show you that we can beat you down with Tai Chi. And he just MMA. You you've seen an MMA oh, fight? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If he's like uh, you know actual MMA like competition kind, yeah, yeah. That's like no context, no contest. Yeah. No. Let me show you. Um, I'll send you a video because this yeah. is one of my favorite things to showcase that. Oh, he's good. He's real good. Um, I think it's like a forty-second clip. I'm just trying to find it. Um, so now you have him getting um, attacked by the Chinese government for be- basically doing something that's kind of un-Chinese, nationalist. Right. So they make him like dress up like a clown. They make him um, just absolutely um, insulted, took down his credit score so he can't like afford his apartment. Right. Just putting this poor guy through hell. That's so messed up. I was watching some videos about Chinese, you know, credit, social credit scores. Yeah. That's, that's so messed up. Okay. I've got the link. I need yes. just, <laughs> I see you put the gun emoji at my photo. I did. <laughs> um, just go to like a minute 50. That's where the actual fight starts. Absolute just. Oh, yeah. That lasts all about two seconds. Yeah. Just. Yeah, so basically all China just turned into River City Rampage for this guy. And he gets, <laughs> like, mobbed in the streets at times by Ch- Tai Chi yeah. students trying to prove a point. Because they all think they can take him. Yeah. And the Chinese government is just ruining his life. Shoutouts to Zhu Zhejiang. May he, his conquest yeah. keep going. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, going through this whole thing, though, have you been keeping up with Magic at all? Magic the Gathering? Yeah. Uh, no. I've been kind of substituting my love for Magic with comic books because they go to a shop that has both. Right. Did you catch any other scandals with the Aquaria set? You mean the one with the KKK member card? No, that's more recent. So one of their promos they had with the last big release was a series of cards that had alternate art based on like actual Godzilla characters. Oh, no. Um, They partnered with whatever company it is that owns the rights to Godzilla, and they did a legit collab. It was actually pretty cool. Um, They're, you know, pure cosmetic only alternate arts that you can get through other means you know they're not i mean i guess they are in some of the regular boosters but that's not the main way of getting them yeah uh but one of them you know and of course you know wizards of the coast when they make these cards they have to do this you know years in advance years of planning and printing and all balancing right they named one of the cards uh space godzilla death corona no they did and it's this is like 
March when this was all coming to light and they had to spoil the card early and they're like, you know, we're so sorry that we did this kind of a thing. This was decided a long time ago and we didn't mean for it to be this way. But it was really awkward. Yeah, I see that. To say the least. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. The other thing was uh, they printed what a lot of people are calling the most broken mechanic of all time in Aquaria. What is it? A companion. Oh, no. Where the idea of it, it's it's already been like not even just like uh, banned or anything. They haven't banned cards. They actually completely changed the mechanic and how it works because it was so bad. But the the idea of it was that if you have one of these companion cards, you can start the game with it in a special zone, and you can cast it once from outside the game for whatever its mana cost is. But in order to have it get into that special zone, you have to meet uh, a deck-building requirement first. And for some of them, it was just too too easy to make that. All of them, really. All of them, it was just too easy to make that. Um, and one of them had to be banned ahead of time because it's a deck building requirement is that you only have one of each card in your deck. Oh, I wonder what format has only allows you one of each card in your deck except for basic lands. Commander. So they had to ban it in Commander before it was even announced because <laughs> every deck that could run it would because it was a free card. Uh but others were just like, you know, your starting deck has 20 more cards in it than normal. So everybody who runs a bunch of cards in the deck was like, all right, fine. I'll just bump my deck up to 80 instead of 60. And now I have a free card that does stuff. And it got to be so bad that uh, the it completely changed the metagame overnight where these, you know, deck building requirements weren't real requirements, or at least not in the way that they wanted them to be. And everybody was just running a companion instead of you know a 15th sideboard card um and it got so bad that one of the cards that was banned is now the only card that has been banned in vintage that isn't like a gambling mechanic or a skill testing mechanic the card is just so broken that they can't let it be played in vintage oh great it's joined the power seven yeah it's literally because it's been banned now it's literally the only card i think ever to be banned because it's too strong in vintage you uh what you said about the whole corona death thing uh reminds me of a thing that happened in comics recently so donnie cates the man behind the new venom run well it's not new it's been for a couple years now had uh Mm -hmm. introduced a new villain you want to know what the new villain's name was What's that? Virus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was revealed that Virus would be coming to the comic uh, about a week before the pandemic hit. Ooh. Oof. Not great. Big oof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Very tough. I feel really bad for the people who are getting hit with that kind of thing because... You know, what are they supposed to do? They have no way of knowing. No one has no way of knowing. And now they're having to issue, you know, redactions and apologies or whatever. And it's tough. It really sucks. Mm -hmm. Any other news that's worth putting out? Um, Let's see what I got. Oh, uh, did we talk about the Supreme Court? No, we did not. 
we should probably do that real quick uh because the supreme court right now has uh five conservative justices and four liberal ones i think or it's really it's four and four and one kind of in the middle mm-hmm. but we had two pretty huge uh supreme court cases that came down pretty decidedly on the more liberal side one in, earlier this month on the 15th where the supreme court ruled that the federal anti-discrimination laws that historically have been protections for uh, gender issues uh, and minorities the supreme court ruled 6-3 actually that they also apply to gay and transgender workers so now in the u.s you can't be fired by your employer at a federal level so this is anywhere in the u.s you can't be fired because you are gay or transgender and that's huge um like the crazy thing for me so it was a 6-3 ruling and the majority opinion was written by gorsuch which is trump's appointee Hmm. it's just so cool to see that biggest anime plot Uh, twist yeah for real and then in like I guess the Supreme Court just wanted to one-up themselves. Today, they ruled against a Louisiana law that required abortion clinics to be within 30 miles of a hospital. This was a pretty huge thing. I remember at the time that it happened where it meant that there's basically like one abortion clinic in the whole state that could stay open. Yeah. Because it's not like you can't pick up a building and move it somewhere else, you know? Um, So it's it's pretty huge that they ruled against that law. And this one was five, four, which was a lot closer um, with John Roberts joining the four liberal justices. But yeah, it's a really cool thing to see. I forget. Weren't we going to, um, this is just kind of big news. I just stumbled upon. What's that? We are now streaming on Twitch, by the way. And yes. Twitch has just suspended uh, the president's account. On Twitch? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, I'm for- not surprised. Uh, Twitch, like in the last couple of weeks, has been cracking down really hard on a lot of different things. Uh, the big thing was the Digital Millennium Copyright Act protections, which is just sort of generally, you know, it's the reason why normal radio stations can't just play whatever music they want. They have to have access and licensing for the copyrights to what they want to use. Of course. But Twitch has been kind of a wild west for that sort of thing for a really, really long time. And it makes sense that now that Twitch is, you know, they're owned by, (laughs) they're owned by Amazon. Now that's not nothing. They're clearly worried about themselves ending up being held liable for something that someone does on their platform. Same way Facebook and Twitter are starting to get concerned. Um, you think? YouTube's been, yeah, YouTube's been doing pretty, I don't want to say pretty good. They've been wielding a sledgehammer to do it, but they've definitely at least been within the restrictions that NMCA has. Mm-hmm. Even if they, you know, what was it? There's, I don't know they're doing something at least. So it's not like it's a new thing there, but for Twitch, there's a lot of streamers who would just play whatever music they wanted. You know, they throw on a Spotify playlist because they, they don't care. It's you know, a 16 year old playing video games in his parents' house. You know, what, what does he care about copyright? And it's coming back where a lot of these streamers, even like pro players who have a bunch of clips and 
people archive videos of themselves are having a lot of these old videos removed by Twitch through some automated system. And they're, I don't even think they're getting strikes for it since it's all happening so quick and it's a pretty new change. But there's a lot of stuff that was archived, at least, that's being lost completely. I know I saw one streamer who I follow talking about having to, you know, in sort of like a panic, backing up everything that he still had on his account, everything that was still saved, to make sure that it didn't get removed. Hmm. Plus, on top of that, there's been a a new wave of the me too movement where i know there's been a number of twitch streamers that have been hit pretty hard with that that twitch is doing the right thing and taking these allegations pretty seriously and uh either issuing permanent bans or suspensions for certain accounts that are involved with these sorts of issues i was actually saw that um there was uh still you know developing but a legitimate situation in monster cat which is one of the dance music labels that i follow pretty heavily where back in 20 2014 2016 something like that one of monster cats artists allegedly sexually assaulted another one of monster cats artists and those assault allegations at the time were brought up to monster cat themselves and the relevant authorities and nothing happened and now, finally, you know, six years later, uh, it's been brought back up in a pretty well-written statement that was put out by the person who was assaulted. And it's actually ended up in Monster Cat removing the artist who was at, uh, at fault, who committed the assault from their label. They've removed all of their music from like their Spotify playlists and stuff and sort of like erased them in a way from all of their current uh like artist rosters and stuff like that so there's I'm, I'm not surprised is all sort of all what i'm getting at here you know twitter has been cracking down on the president as he makes more and more you know false statements that things that can be easily proven to just be lies i'm not surprised that twitter would just decide or uh, sorry twitch would just decide that it's not worth it for them to have that risk of them potentially being associated with that kind of uh personality i don't think people realize social media isn't free i guess you would say right and that you are actually part of a company's deal and that you are technically right. associated with them just by being on the platform yep and especially when you get to something like twitch where you know you. <laughs> at, at a certain point who isn't a twitch partner you know, yeah, that is a word that carries a lot of connotations with it that Twitch, at least, seems to take very, very seriously as they should, as they should. These are this is someone that they have said, we trust you enough that we are going to share the revenue that comes in from your streams. And that's huge. It's so uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. The other one uh, was Doctor Disrespect. Got yeah, apparently a permanent ban for something. It hasn't come out yet what it was, but it's the same thing. You know, he's to, <laughs> at the very least he's a toxic personality. So I'm not surprised that Twitch decided. You know, we've given you a multi-million dollar contract to stay with us in the past, but times are changing. We know about this, this, and this, and that's not an image we want to associate with anymore. I mean, it's fair. Mm-hmm. It is. Do you um? Do you know about the one social media platform that isn't going to be censoring you though? 
I think I heard you mention it, but I don't know really anything about it. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you that just want to live your wildest dreams on the internet, there's Parlor. Mm-hmm. The social media app. And this is not sponsorship, by the way, as you'll see, we'll be very ironic about it in a second. Um, <laughs> and the social media app that will not censor anybody because they believe in freedom of speech. Yes. And that they're owned by Russians. See, what Wink. I don't understand is how something like that, like, it's like, it's the reason that no one buys an encyclopedia anymore, right? We have Wikipedia. You don't need an encyclopedia when you can just go and learn anything you want in pretty great detail on pretty much any topic for free. Yes. Why would someone use an app like that when 4chan still exists? <laughs> 4chan is pretty much as unmoderated as it gets. And if it's not, there, there's isn't there an 8chan, which is even somehow less moderated than no moderation? Cairo, the, the point of 8chan is you don't talk about 8chan, because then you'll just attract sorry. more attention <laughs> to 8chan. I, I broke rule number one. I apologize. But I don't get... I don't know. I, I guess this, this is for the boomers, right? Yeah, no, this, this is for, for boomers. Don't know internet. They need to have their version of 4chan. This, no, this is not okay. At least 4chan, you're anonymous. You can't be held accountable for the things you say. In theory. In theory, yes. In theory. <laughs> Unless you say something about Trump and CNN, then CNN will blackmail you. But are we going to talk yeah. about that? <laughs> no, it's it's not 2018. We don't need to talk about that. Oh, that was a fun time for our country. That was, that anyway, was pretty bad. Yeah, I th- I do think it's important that people, you know. There's there's bad organ, news organizations out there, and there's worse news organizations out there. And we don't have a lot of choices on which ones we can pick, but it's at least important to remember the kind of baggage that they carry with them when you do decide to use one over another. That's very true. Good good point. Anyway. CNN boxing some random guy on the internet, it's a pretty low point for the company. <sighs> That's a little po- low point for 4chan. <laughs> that too. I'm sorry, but 4chan is supposed to be and you know anonymous, and yeah. then here's when their members getting doxxed by CNN of yeah. all people. From what I heard, though, it was more or less you know it's like the don't post personal information on the internet 101 kind of stuff that the guy just didn't follow. Oh jeez, where he apparently posted enough personal information that someone at CNN <laughs> traced it back to his like actual Facebook account or something. Well, Parler is all the accountability yes. of Facebook with Twitter. <laughs> and all so nuts, even less. Yes. I don't get the point of Parler. It's literally yeah, I, for your boomer, your boomers. Like, especially when, so, medium.com has an article on it. Of course they do. The right's new favorite social media platform is just as restrictive as Twitter. What? <laughs> really? Conservative internet personalities are migrating to Parler, a social media app created in 2018 that builds itself as a non-biased free speech platform. The wave of support follows Twitter's recent decision to permanently suspend Logan Cook, a pro-Trump meme creator who goes by the moniker Carpe Donctum, <laughs> and was removed from the platform on Tuesday, right? Was removed from the platform over repeated copyright violations. While Parler claims to promote free expression, a closer look at its guidelines reveals a set of rules that in many ways is just as restrictive or even more so than Twitter's own terms of service. 
parlor pronounced par oh parlay parlay oh, so 1600s and they think they're pirates yarg as in the french word meaning to speak was founded by john matz libertarian software of course he's a libertarian software developer in nevada who briefly worked at amazon uh functionally similar to twitter but overwhelmingly populated by conservative pundits, politicians, and outlets like Zero Hedge and Epoch Times. So, <laughs> oh my god. Posts can be upvoted or downvoted and echoed rather than retweeted. That echoed. is really dumb. Echoed. Echoed. Uh, it also features a built-in meme maker. Oh, what? So <laughs> is it like mimetic? I hope it's Probably. like mimetic made in parlay echo my post echo me please sounds so dumb <laughs> so where is it parlay's rules were updated sometime between 2019 and this year as of july 2019 parlay's community guidelines protected offensive speech hate speech that is not considered obscene by the fcc and fake news according to a previous version of its rules accessible on the internet archive a vague chart comparing protected and prohibited content allows dark humor but discourages fighting words satire is permitted but not impersonation so yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, like, like you can already do that kind of stuff on Twitter, right? Yeah, there's nothing on Twitter that you can't, unless you're like outright breaking the law, which sounds like the one person was by posting actually copyrighted material. I mean, that's just basic stuff. Don't do that. That's dumb. That's a bad. Unless you're breaking the law in some way, you're calling for an incite to violence. Like same thing here, you can't do that. That's you know that's against the law, or you're outright doing something that is malicious you know it's pretty standard twitter's just gone the extra step for if you're like actually someone i mean i guess that's where it comes down to because you know if you're a nobody on twitter and you post a racist meme does anybody even see it probably not your followers but i think a lot of this well yeah but if you're nobody you don't have followers that's the thing I think that's a lot of these people, probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be realistic here. You're the kind of person, like, how many people follow Trump on Twitter? How many people, how many How many of those are bots to start with? Because I'm pretty sure it's not zero. <laughs> but beyond that, how many of those people are actually, like, active users who are actively posting? I mean, that's true for any platform. The majority of any platform is going to be, you know, some kind of person who's lurking, who barely ever makes a post. You. Yeah, I do lurk a lot. I, I lurk a lot on Twitter. You you are a lurker. Yeah, I I silently upvote, and I do wish Twitter had downvotes though. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's one thing that I like a lot about Reddit is that I can just downvote something and move on with my life, and not engage with the bull crap that it has. It's very nice. But I feel like a lot of these people are the same kind of people who it's like, the government's going to take my guns. And it's just like, no, they're not. The government probably doesn't even know you exist. What are you talking about? But don't you know, know I'm you a highly trained killer. Yeah, right. They know you exist for exactly one day a year, and that's tax day. Outside of that, as long as you pay your taxes, or don't probably, because the majority of Americans are have such low income that they get a refund. Yeah. But on that one day a year, that's it. The other 364 the government could care less if you exist and the same is true for twitter i don't even know who owns twitter but i can guarantee he doesn't care about who all uses his platform unless you're using it to abuse something and then yeah 
no shit you're gonna get banned that's their job i think we've had a very enlightening lesson about social media yes thank you parlay don't don't be a dick (laughs) don't post your personal information on anonymous platforms (laughs) oh jeez. it's it's real it's real bad out there it's real bad isn't it though it is. If a man can't post white power on Twitter, is he even got a voice anymore? <laughs> I feel like you can, though. You know, oh, what was it that I saw? Uh, They're talking about this on last week tonight because I'm now a civilized human being who has real internet and I get HBO. Um, But apparently on all of the like white lives or all lives matter kinds of posts, there were people who were flooding it with like just actual pornography. No. So if you went on Twitter and you tried to search up the, you know, racist hashtags and all that kind of stuff, you were just met with pages and pages of porn. (laughs) One of my favorite like internet pranks ever was, um, Trump's birthday where they got, uh, all birthdays matter to start trending. (laughs) That's, that's really good. That is really, really good. I love that. Don't you know all birthdays matter? Happy birthday, everybody. Uh, oh, Reddit just banned Donald r slash the Donald. I love it. This is kind of a... I don't know. I'm glad that they did. They should have a long time ago just for the, you know, calls to violence crap that happens on those kinds of subs. Yes. Just completely unacceptable. But as an outsider, it's really fascinating to go into those subs and just see how warped someone's worldview can get. They're like little terrariums where you can just study the environment yeah. and like habitat. It's so bizarre. You yeah. know, there are people who get so like it's brainwashed. It's literally people being brainwashed. It's just a giant echo t- chamber. It is. Of propaganda and, you know, fill in the blank, whatever you want. But it's so, so bizarre to go in there from an outside perspective and just, like, read what some of these people are saying. And it's just like, have you ever read, like, an actual – it makes me think. It's like, have you ever read an actual news source in your life? And it sort of clicks. No, you haven't. You've never in your life because you've never been exposed to something like that. You've never you been have challenged. No frame of reference for what you're saying in the grander scheme of anything. Man. Oh. <laughs> and right 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 up there with uh Twitch and Reddit is the uh the Iranian government. Oh great. Oh yeah. No, uh so yeah, Iran issued an arrest warrant for Trump. And they're actually asking for Interpol to help them with it, which is kind of crazy. The fact that they brought Interpol into this. Yeah. Oh, man. Reading through the Al Jazeera article on it right now, but this is, of course, you know, related to the situation in January where uh, the U.S. airstrike killed, uh, who was it? Kasim Salamani. Salamani. Yeah. So, yeah. This is Trump 
been more than 30 others that are accused by Iran of involvement in the attack that killed General Qasem Soleimani, facing charges of murder and terrorism. Dun dun dun. Which, honestly, seems fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to act like I like having a hit on my president, but... I mean, honestly, these kinds of things are probably charges that should be applied to presidents beforehand yes obama Obama did plenty of drone strikes yeah you can be pretty damn sure that not every single one of them was flawless (laughs) and i mean it's like literally it's textbook terrorism these are acts of violence for a political motivated move you know bush did it in response to a terrorist attack but still did it I feel like all of our presidents from since Clinton have been doing it like pretty regularly in that area. Yeah. It's pretty It's pretty intense. Yeah. I don't know. I I do kind of respect Iran going to the steps of, you know, like issuing an arrest warrant and like going through I guess you could say the right channels to do something like this. You mean the official channels? <laughs> yeah. That's what gets me is I like I give him credit for trying. I can respect the attempt. But it seems pretty clear that it's not going to work. You know, even if Interpol does agree to it, what's going to happen? You you, you could ask for Interpol to arrest Kim Jong-un, and Interpol will say, yeah, we'll get right on that. It's not going to fucking happen. No. (laughs) There's not a single sovereign country in the world that's going to let you arrest their leader, regardless of who it is. It's just not how it works. You're not wrong. I I respect the attempt, at least. So, we have wrapped up on news? I think so. I think so, too. I think we've gotten pretty much to the modern day. Yeah. What a year, ladies and gentlemen. What a year. And still no MCU movies. Yeah, is that right? Have we not had any this year? No, because Black Widow was supposed to be it, and then nothing. Right. Which I'm really weird about how they haven't released on a streaming service. Yeah. I don't know. I always find it kind of... Oh, wow. What? I forgot about the Artemis Fall movie. I Uh, I find it weird... You know, people gave DC a bunch of shit for their streaming service. But they already have the infrastructure for something like a direct-to-user download service. Yes. You know? Who doesn't have a device that you could fit a 720p copy of a movie on? I don't get why they... Like, okay, you're going to have a movie release for this kind of stuff eventually, I guess. And I guess that's their justification. They'll get the money off it at that point. But you don't want to burn people out, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you release, you know, three Marvel movies back to back to back in the same month, you're gonna burn people out. You know, people might go and see the first one, but like, say the first one sucks, they're gonna want to see two more that might suck. They'll wait for them to come out on whatever streaming service, anyways. Yeah. So just pace them out more. Have it go straight to the user with a download, and be done with it. I think the most interesting thing to me is the realization that these Marvel movies are turning more into these very long scale TV shows. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. I can respect it. They've done a really good job with it, right? 
Well, I mean, they've had their ups and downs, but I would definitely say it's a positive experience. Yeah. I mean, on the whole, I mean, I, I guess it's really hard to have, you know, frame of reference for it. Yeah. Well, it's the first. Compared, right. It is the first, but compared to what has been attempted and it's, you know, wake, nothing has really even come close yeah. to even potentially matching what they've been able to do with the MCU. Nope. And even then, I would dare say they've just started like with Infinity War, Civil War, and Endgame, they were really starting to hit the real potential and stride of what they can do with this. Versus, you know, in the very beginning when everything was kind of awkward and they were, especially in Phase 2, when they were just making movies to connect to other movies. Right. Where there wasn't any payoffs yet. Um, did we ever do a review of Far From Home? I don't know. I think we did. I'm not on air, at least. Let me double check. Come out far from home. We might not have. No, we wouldn't. That was July 2nd, 2019. Okay. So. So, no. I didn't really like it. Really? I think they did a lot of good stuff with it. But on the whole, I mean. I can't help but compare it to Homecoming. Oh, yeah. And in my opinion, Homecoming is, you know, I like, it's one of my top Marvel films. It's just so well done and so fresh compared to everything else. There was a lot of stuff in Far From Home that just felt, just felt bad. Like, they didn't do as well as they could have. I thought that the there was a lot of scenes in it that were really cool and would have made for really cool ideas, especially with uh i don't remember what his name is mysterio yes when there's the scene where he's messing with peter with all the drones and stuff and like the trippy trippy scene that was really well done i wanted to see more of that in the movie and we just didn't get it it was just one scene and it was done it was a really i'm sure it was like visually really hard for them to do but being able to see that more and like i don't know it just felt like they did it once and then they were done with it and they should have done more with that. The rest of it just felt a bit too generic. It's not bad. It's not bad by any stretch, you know? But as a Marvel movie, I had higher expectations. Far From Home to me is this very mixed bag of a film where it doesn't stand off on its own. It, you need to have seen Endgame. It, it, yep. It's entirely just the epilogue to Endgame. There's nothing about it that really stands up on its own. Like sure there's a lot of great stuff in it um mm-hmm. again everything mysterio i think is done really well i wish they didn't waste him on this movie yeah um but everything that i liked about far from home i can say homecoming did better yes i'd agree with that everything um i think that they for for me someone who doesn't really have any background on it so i don't know if this was at all previewed i don't even say previewed I don't know how well represented this plot line was compared to how it might have been done in past works, if at all. But um, I think they did the plot twist part of it was done well, I think. The ending is spectacular. Yes. And the whole revelation that, you know, Mysterio is actually the bad guy. Yes. I think that was handled well. It was much more the romantic comedy almost subplot. And 
like the regular interactions that just felt really awkward and bad. It's a good Spider-Man movie, but it's not a good Peter Parker movie. Yes, I would agree with that. Because honestly, I also I don't know where they're going to go with it from here. So they're at the point now where Peter Parker is basically filling Iron Man's shoes to the best that he can. Yes. But then also the world now thinks that he just straight up murdered this guy. Yeah. Like, where do you go from there? I have a theory about what they're going to do next, but that's only because I'm a big Spider-Man nerd. And I, yeah, yeah I've got ideas of what they could be adaptating. Personally, yeah. I hope we get Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because when you have something like this where they're obviously making him more of a villain kind of deal, um, there's going to be like these wannabe heroes that are going to try and rise and defeat the villain. And when I think of megalomaniac, I want to be the hero. I want to be big in everybody's face. Um, Craven the Hunter. And he's a really good Spider-Man villain. I don't think he's got appropriate time to shine yet. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that they don't end up with some I don't remember which one it was. Uh Civil War sort of B plot with the whole Peter Parker killed Mysterio or did he, you know. I don't want that to end up in the same way that Civil War did, where some no name guy comes out of nowhere and does stuff. Yeah. You know, they they did that and I I just don't know where they're gonna take that plot line. And that makes me concerned. I have high hopes for it. I will say, I when love I... to see J. Jonah Jameson. That was so good. J.K. J.K. is just so perfect. My girlfriend is a big J.K. Simmons fan, and when we saw this in theaters, I looked over at her and her like arm, like hands were over her mouth, like she was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Like the oh my gosh, it's so good. It, it's perfect for the character, but I would have much rather they treated it not like let's show this in Times square kind of thing but rather like uh uh i can't i can't remember the name of it is like some viral video news not even that like some b news site like uh the daily mail or something comes out equivalent you know something that yeah okay they have a large readership yeah and they are a big news source but no one's going to project a news story from the daily goddamn mail in Times Square because everyone knows that they're not really credible, you know? Yeah. I feel like the setting that they showed it in just made it seem like the world was taking it pretty damn seriously. And if they weren't, you could sort of like underplay it and have it just be something that's in the background where, you know, in the next Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man saves some guy and the guy just gets all up in his face and starts screaming at him. And it's just like, that would be kind of interesting. Like just this out of nowhere element. Yeah. Like a, a, a weird, like 5% of the population actually hates Peter Parker now because they think he actually hates Spider-Man and Peter Parker because they think that's real. They think like he, they have se- scenes of him web swinging. And as he's yeah. web swinging, people are just throwing things at him. Something like that. That just would be a to the tone of it. Yeah. But it doesn't literally take center goddamn stage. I feel like they really only did that to get like the big sequel bait. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know it is. It would be cool if they brought back like Green Goblin or something though. I'd be I, okay with that. I would want to see an MCU Green Goblin. That's all I yeah. hope for. 
I hope it's exactly the same as the the Raimi Green Goblin though, like costume wise. Oh really? That costume is just it's campy and it's <laughs> dumb, but it's perfect for the character. You know? Yes, for the character, it's perfect. I love it. I I remember this from a Weird Al song about Spider Man, and he says like the way you do Norman Osborn is the, he's scarier without the mask. Yes. It's so good. And it, it's true. It works. Yeah. A game yeah, my girlfriend and I have been playing is uh, trying to figure out who can play Norman Osborn in the MCU. And we can't figure out anybody. Just get James Franco again. Honestly. <laughs> Yo. He did a really good job as Harry. We were talking about that. We did think about James Franco. But I also want, if that's the case, I want Tommy McGuire to be Uncle Ben. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have young Melissa Tomein. Toby McGuire wouldn't be that too too far off. No, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, he just, might be a bit young still, but yeah, like age him up in makeup a little bit. Put him in a car yeah. with Peter in some yeah. flashback scene. Have him say, "Peter, with great power comes great responsibility," and then kill him. Yes. No, even better. Have him get Thanos snapped. <gasps> that, but he's already dead. Yeah, but we don't know that. <laughs> Maybe he was on a trip. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I think there's some potential to it. Yeah. Have Uncle I Ben wanna... die in New York during the War of New York in Avengers 2012. Yeah, there you go. That that works. That works. Yeah, like building falls on him, pushes Peter out of the way. Peter wants to be a hero. Like Tony Stark just saves Peter from like that same building. Yep. That's how you do it. I'd be fine with that. That'd be that's good. MCU should hire us as writers. We should. Yes. Two schmoes. I, I, I probably shouldn't. Come on, we just make fanfic. We would. <laughs> we absolutely would. And people would love it, but it would not make good money. No, would it? We would be indie darlings at best. Yeah. It'd be fun though. Oh yeah. Did you ever read any of the Artemis Fowl books? No, but they were really big at my school at the time. I read them like as I read most of them as they were coming out. I didn't read the last few because I had kind of just it'd been a while between releases and I just kind of gave up with them at that point. I'm looking. I haven't seen anything about this movie. I knew it was going to happen. And that was about it. I heard that it was going to be a thing. I knew it was going to release at some point, but seeing it now it's not at all how i thought it would be how so well so in the first book like they have right here artemis follows a 12 year old genius okay fair Mm -hmm. enough but in the books they never talk about him being portrayed as like an actual child you know and the person they cast for this like they look like they're actually 12 years old which you know fair play that's what he's supposed to be but i feel like they went too far with it you know there's something a bit almost he looks too young to be taken seriously is the problem that i have there's ways that you can make a child appear more mature other than just throwing him in a cheap suit and sunglasses you know like actual physically have physical traits that make him appear more mature because that's the whole goddamn point of the character is that yes, he's 12 years old, but he's an actual genius and he acts with that maturity. 
I feel it's it makes me want to watch it so that I can critique it, you know? I feel like if it's a aspect of that, they might have actually hired someone who is the actual age instead of what they usually no, do of hiring I, someone I a little did. older. I think they actually did. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm pretty sure that they did. Who who is this? Ferdia Shaw. Because like Tom Holland's our age and he's supposed to be playing a t- um, you know, a fifteen year old. Right, yes. Like those age discrepancies are just eh. The actor that they got is sixteen. Well, he might be sixteen, but he, this guy looks he 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 looks like he's twelve, like straight up. That was my first thought was when I saw these pictures on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes thumbnail that they have here. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? Looks like a twelve year old. Why would they have a twelve year old play Artemis Fowl? Oh, he, he's supposed to be twelve. Okay, but they apparently got Judy Dench. Huh. God, it's been so long since I've read these books. That's actually probably an okay person for the role. Like, I don't have a problem with most of this, and that's one of the things that I have. I mean, <laughs> it has a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 2 out of 5, like, everywhere. So I know it's going to be bad. It's just a question of how bad I feel like. And is it bad because it's bad, or is it something that someone who read the books can still appreciate, you know, what kind of bad is it? Um, if we had a badometer on a scale of Aragon from the 2004 film to, uh, what would be another? So, okay. So Aragon is a bad movie. If you read the books, if you yeah. just saw the Aragon movie, you don't know any better. And as a standalone, it's fine on its own. For me, I put Percy Jackson, the Percy Jackson movies, as both. They're bad because they're bad, and they're bad because they're not faithful to the books. So that kind of scale. Yep. And then I feel like you kind of have to get into like the video game movies, where you get to the point where they're bad because they're bad, but they're also still kind of faithful to the games. It's just a medium that doesn't work well. We didn't talk about Sonic. Sonic actually is... It turned out good, didn't it? Yeah, but the man hog? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jeez. That thing haunts my nightmares. It's somehow... What did they actually... They just called it Sonic, didn't they? Yeah. It's not coming up in Rotten Tomatoes for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> just give me Sonic Drive-In. Sonic the Hedgehog. Featuring Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. That is perfect casting if I've ever seen it. What do you mean? Jim Carrey is just the right person for the role. Oh, he is. Have you seen him at the end of the movie? Especially when they do like the, the classic Dr. Robotnik with the bald and a big mustache yeah. in that one scene. It's just spot on. You can't get better than that. I heard apparently they also had Sanic in it. They did. Yeah. They asked like a little kid to describe what they saw and they drew Sanic. Yeah. I didn't see it. I just knew that scene. I don't know. I'd like to see it. That's the kind of thing I want to watch at a party with friends so we can riff on it. 
what else came out yeah. at the same time? Yeah, someone here compared it to uh, like the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> I feel like for the first one, that's probably fair. Yeah, like the first Alvin and the Chipmunks wasn't good, but it was objectively entertaining to watch. And this is probably in that same level, where I mean, it, it's a Sonic movie. It's not gonna be good, but it will definitely be entertaining now that he doesn't look like an Eldritch Horror. He's beautiful the way he is. Yeah. They did a good job making a live action Sonic. Yes, even even after they did we bullied such a them. Good job that I'm not sure that they were ever planning to do anything else, you know? Um I mean the first I don't know. That conspiracy theory's been debunked, by the way. It, yeah. it was in fact that because the budget got added up like an extra thirty thousand because of that re edit. That's nothing though. I know. Thirty grand for a re edit, that's you can't pay that's that no i don't buy it i don't buy it i think what probably happened is that in like the planning phase they had something like what they ended up with and they were like yeah we'll do this and then someone came back and was just like no you can't just have it be like the video game you got to do something to give it its own identity and they came up with the worst thing they possibly could but they still had those original designs kicking around because how can you not it's a goddamn sonic movie you have to have Sonic look like Sonic in at least one of your concepts. And they must have just... Have you seen what? the original McDonald's CG, toys? It's... No. There's a McDonald's toys with the original Manhog design. Oh. One moment. Let's see this. I'm sending them over right now. Toy. Okay, yeah, that's probably quicker. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, that's what makes me believe that they were, like, actually planning that. No, I'm sure they were actually planning that, but as fast as they're able to turn around the re-edit, I don't believe that they didn't already have a more faithful version of Sonic made at some point. That they uh, didn't just swap it. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like, think about it though. All right, you, you're you're an animator, and you're tasked with coming up with the design work for what a live action Sonic is going to look like. There's no way in hell that's your first stab at it. There's no way. It's no. Too different. There's too much wrong with it. You're not wrong. I just don't believe it. Like, I maybe that level of incompetence does exist. I don't want to think about it if it does because it's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised to see that Knives Out is actually still in the top streaming movies, apparently. What's it on? Like, uh, this is apparently a mix of Fandango, Netflix, Amazon, HBO, and some others. Okay. It makes sense, though. It's a really good movie. So, yeah. Uh, I saw Pan's Labyrinth over the break. How was it? Really good. Honestly, one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's a good horror f fantasy film. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. I remember. The monster designs? Brilliant. Yeah, they're iconic. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro. True visionary. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Back to the Spider-Man thing real quick. 
I made a yes. big mistake before seeing Far From Home. Right. My girlfriend and I were having a Spider-Man movie marathon that day. And you know what movie we decided to watch beforehand? What's that? Spider-Verse. Mm. Which is objectively probably the best superhero oh, movie yeah. I've ever seen. That's really good. It's so good. Yeah. I would say it is definitely the best animated superhero movie ever. Yes. I think there's definitely some that would give it a run, though. I mean, if you can consider Endgame and whatever came before it. Infinity War? Yes. I was thinking Civil War still, and I was just like, (laughs) that's not it. If you can consider those to be like one movie, I think together they're probably better. I think so, yeah. But yeah, if you're just looking at individual films, that's... So good. So, 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 so good. good. Honestly, it was... I love it. It's like, it's one of those few movies where you can have, you know, actual children and actual adults, and everyone is at least going to like it to some degree. You don't have to worry about who's watching it because it is fundamentally a children's animated movie, so it's not going to have, you know, explicit violence or language in it. Uh, I but don't... it's also still mature enough that adults can enjoy it for what it is. Chiral, I don't think you understand. Spider-Man dies. That is yeah. too much, man. It's huge. Only for Spider-Man to come back like five minutes later. Yeah. It's really good. It's such a good film. Um, I'm literally tr- going through my Netflix, seeing all the stuff that I've watched lately, trying to find good stuff to bring up for these reviews. Apparently, Will Ferrell has a new movie that's coming out on Netflix. Eurovision, it's already out. Is it? Yes. It's number one on trending. Is it any good? I caught the last five minutes of it with my folks last night before I went to work. It left very little of an impression on me. Huh. Um... I guess I'm wondering, is it like Anchorman Will Ferrell? It looks like Anchorman Will Ferrell, doesn't it? You know? Good point. Because they're both, there's a time and a place for either of them, but you wouldn't recommend someone go out and watch Anchorman 2, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. But like the original Anchorman is phenomenal. It's iconic at this point. I don't know. Will Ferrell is so hit or miss that you never know. I guess he never missed, huh? <laughs> That's an old has, meme. Wait, has Pierce Brosnan in this? It does. When was the last time he actually made a movie? Never. Mama Mia, here we go again, of course. <laughs> How could anyone forget that? Mama Mia, here like, we go original- again. It's apparently not, not terrible. Hmm. I've seen the, the first Mamma Mia movie. It's not bad. It's definitely made for a uh, certain audience, though. Karen's? Know? No. Just over 30 white women in general. Okay. Is that, I, think that's, I think that's a fair way of putting it. Hmm. 
because it does reach to a very large audience and understandably so you know i'm just not a part of that same um oh you want to know what i did over the whole break I started on chapter zero and got caught up on, let me see what the number is right now. It's a very, very big number. <laughs> I'm sure based on that, you can get some hints of what I'm talking about. I mean, I've got a few ideas. Chapter 983 of One Piece. Yep. That was what I was going to guess. Yeah. So this is, is this the manga? Yes. Yeah. And from what I understand is you can only read the manga because the anime actually sucks. I mean, it's gotten to like Simpsons level, right? Where they've done it for so long that you can't not keep doing it because people are going to keep watching it. People are going to keep buying it. People are going to, you're going you're gonna to keep making money off of it. And you're basically just phoning it in at this point. You know, it's not bad, but it's also just... Compared to what it was, at least. It's not good anymore. Can I tell you something a little shocking? Sure. I went in with that mindset. Yes. I'll say it right now. It's Honestly, it gets better as it ages. I guess that's good, then. It's the weirdest thing, man. It literally, the second-to-last arc that um, they just wrote is probably my favorite in the series. Is this the manga or the anime? The manga. For the manga, I definitely believe that. I'm more thinking the anime side of it. Oh, no. The anime side, that they're, they're trying so hard to stay behind the manga and make, constantly yeah. make filler to the point where yep. they made, like... There was a scene where two characters punch each other, right? Yes. How long do you think they paced that scene? I'd hope that they... Like, how long did the scene take? Yes. Or, like, I'd hope it wasn't more than, like, a minute. It was a minute 35. Yeah, I was going to say they probably went more than that. No, that's just way too much. It is way too much. The only way that works is if it's like something that's so over the top, like JoJo's, where it's okay. Well, because it's going into like the absurd at that point. Yeah, with JoJo's, it's more like yeah. a barrage of punches, but this was like straight up one punch and then reaction oh, like shots. One? Oh, yeah. Okay, no, one. That's like 30 seconds max. Yeah, no. Minute 35. That, that that's bad that's it's bad. really bad it's the kind of thing where they punch each other room goes silent then reaction shot from like all five characters in the room for like five seconds each that's terrible oh it's horrifying that's why i they put it on netflix the anime and i've only been watching the scenes that i want to see animated right yeah yeah um, but if anybody needs something really long to occupy their time, because, <laughs> you know, everything's shut down and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, it's, it's the best time. I, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> How many episodes does the anime have at this point? Let me see. Cause I anime. think it's gotta be into four digits at this point i would assume no i know it's a Close. little bit under the chapter count 930 episodes okay 
That's really close. It's really <laughs> close. What is 50 episodes, really, at that length? Yeah, that's nothing. It's really nothing. It, 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 it's on season 20. What What is The Simpsons? Uh, season Simpsons has got to be more than that. The Simpsons is my favorite anime. 97. 1980. Okay, yeah, no, way more. Okay. It's got eight years on it. Okay, that's, that's what I, yeah. 31 seasons. Only 680 episodes, though. I want to point out One Piece epi- on seasons. Yes. Season 17 was 118 episodes. <laughs> Why? Do they, like, base the season, like, runtime on something based on, like, the manga? Or is it is it arbitrary? Well, it comes out weekly. So it just took them a, like... But, I mean, when do they decide season 17 ends and season 18 starts? I, I imagine it's probably based off a certain arc. So I could see that. If there was just something that was taking a really long time. There's only one thing I can think of. Wow. Let me see what it is. If it's what I think it is, maybe. Otherwise. Yes, okay, it's Dressrosa, which is honestly the largest thing I've ever read in manga. Yeah, I I can definitely think of some justifications. It's still absurd. Yes. But I understand <sighs> yeah the girth the girth oh wow what's up simpsons has even more because it's preceded by the simpsons shorts oh you're right oh my god this is like disgusting groaning what were you doing in 1987 what the hell drugs why is art fat have you seen this i have seen it i know exactly what you're talking about this is terrible Mm-hmm. Uh, well i'm glad that they at least got that fixed <laughs> man one thing that i have realized though um so i've been watching a lot of top gear old british car tv show okay um because i have an apple home thing now so I have access to like my actual iTunes library. I've been watching some of the older ones, and you can really tell where there was a shift from like old VHS quality presentation to modern HD quality because it's a hard shift in resolution on these old recordings. That doesn't surprise me. Really, I mean, when you're not expecting it, though, I was like, is something wrong with my internet? Is it downgrading the stream this much? No, it's just what it was. That's how it used to be. But seeing these things that were made for, you know, 23-inch tube TVs <laughs> better part of two decades ago being blown up to, you know, actual modern screen sizes is pretty jarring. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Jeez. I'm sorry. I was looking through the One Piece Wikipedia still. And um, season five, it looks like. Yeah, season five. What's that? Season five of One Piece? Yeah, yeah. 13 episodes. Yes. yes. <laughs> Abysmal. It's so weird. Why even bother at that point? What do you think you're doing? This ain't none piece. This is one piece. 
one. Dude, it's just... In other news... Go on. We got The Last of Us 2. How was that? It's finally out, and it's controversial. Why is it controversial? Have you played through... Have you, have you even seen any of it, I guess? I know about the guitar. That's all I know about, because I was actually kind of really interested in how they did the system for that, as a guitarist. So there's two systems that they have it in. Like the, the, the main one that you actually interact with is very simplified, where you'll get one set of notes that are pre-laid out. I think it's like in a, a six or eight grid that you pick with the thumbstick. So you push it to the note and you use the touchpad to strum. Mm-hmm. So you're going through just those six or eight notes for the first part of the song, and then the game takes over and it does the rest of it for any of the more complicated parts. It's really more like a skill check more than anything. Okay. You have to get a certain number of them in a row, at least after tuning the guitar, after they do a little tuning animation, and then the actual song plays. So Mm -hmm. you don't actually play the song. But they do have a part in one of the scenes where you get full control over everything with the guitar. And apparently, I haven't seen any of this yet, but apparently people are actually using that to play actual songs. Well, yeah. I don't know how. I was really impressed by it because I could see you could play actual songs on that. Yeah. It's really clunky, though, because of just the limitations of, you know, the interface. Mm -hmm. Because it's only going to show you the six or eight, whichever it is, notes at a time. And you have to use the triggers to switch back and forth between different clusters. So if you're trying to go from like the first cluster to the third or the fourth one, you can't really do that in a smooth way. Just time with the actual animation of it, switching it through. I, it's a really good idea and it leads to some really, really, really good scenes. Mm -hmm. But it's not as easy to use or as fluid as I think it could have been if they worked at it a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Like I can imagine if you could, and maybe you can, I've just not played enough. But like if you could hotkey which cluster you wanted to switch to with the D pad, like a key. So you have, yeah. So you sort of like have a claw style grip where you have your right thumb on the thumbstick and your pointer finger on the, touchpad to strum so mm. you're picking your note with the, the right thumb you're strumming with your right finger and you're using the d-pad to pick which cluster you're picking the note from i can see that working out actually really really well like you're holding for, a guitar uh, pick like you're holding a pick so you're sort of it's a bit of an awkward positioning for your hands but you'd at least be able to easily switch from one to the other without having to go one at a time yeah but yeah hmm. i've played through it of course because course i have i i enjoyed it i don't think it's as good as the first game but there's without having any spoilers there's a lot of it that comes down to the person who's playing it is it just like that because it's like controversial or no not really it's more because of a certain part in the story where you're either going to like what they're doing with it or you're going to really not like what they're doing with it okay and if you like what they're doing with it, the people who I've talked to really, really like it, and they really enjoyed that section. Um, but for me, I didn't. I didn't like the way that they took the story for that section, and it just felt awkward 
okay. it was something that I it's like I'm playing through this yeah and of course I, I finished the game I played through that whole section I'm playing through it I get what you're going for here I just don't agree with it from a storytelling perspective okay so without getting into spoilers can you compare it to something in a well-established narrative did you oh what was that all right i'm gonna try and find an old old action movie here uh i can't even remember what that was called that's not it there was a movie back in like 2012 that was centered on on a terrorist attack at like a consulate or something and the way that the movie went through was sort of a bit like a murder mystery kind of thing but the sort of the gimmick of it was that they told it by showing you the same like 10 to 15 minute loop of the events that happened from a bunch of different perspectives okay it wasn't necessarily a good movie but it made it interesting and it was a good idea because you got it did a good job of giving you new information about what happened with each new perspective that it showed with showing, you know, a random person in the crowd compared to the experience of one of the consulate police officers compared to some undercover guy compared to like the actual terrorist suicide bomber who committed the attack. And you didn't have a single scene where you didn't learn anything new by seeing that new perspective even if the overall story was kind of not that great. So it was and like it an really... uninteresting Rashomon. I guess so. Yeah, you haven't seen Rashomon. I know the name of it, but I don't really have it. Uh, the, but what it did a good job of is that it goes to, you know, a different character, and right away you go like, oh yeah, I saw this guy five minutes into the last guy's story. I recognize him. It does a really good job of that of naturally and organically tying the pieces into each other. Okay. And it keeps each section so short and the pacing of it works well enough that you don't feel like you're watching, even though you're watching the same thing five, six, seven times in a row before it actually progresses to the conclusion of the story. It doesn't feel like it because it's varied enough and there's enough different perspective to it. And the big problem that I have with the last of us is that it shows two very different perspectives on the same series of events and i'll just say that i didn't want to see the second person's perspective that wasn't why i was playing the game and i got where they were going with it and i think i could have accepted it more if they did it differently but because of the way that they paced it you play through all of ellie's perspective in the game which is like 15 hours mm -hmm. 10 15 hours and then you switch to the other person's perspective and then you're playing them for 10 or 15 hours and then you switch back and it all ties together. I think it would have been a lot cleaner and much more interesting for everyone if you took exactly everything that happened, but you broke it up. So, you know, you play two or three hours as Ellie, and then you play two or three hours as the other person, and then two or three hours. You, you go back and forth seeing these different perspectives because then if you're someone like me, who frankly doesn't care about this other person and couldn't care either way if we end up seeing them at all, mm -hmm. you're still getting to go back and play as Ellie pretty regularly throughout your gameplay and it gives more natural breaks you know so if you have a job that you need to go to you're not <laughs> stuck playing 10 hours of a game at a time you can play it in two to three hour bursts and not feel like you're being left on a big cliffhanger as much at least 
and then it, it would also i think lend much better to uh the story that they were trying to tell rather than have it be in these big chunks of you know all the stuff i mean it, it's still it's still a naughty dog game like a bad naughty dog game is still gonna be really good you know Interesting. And I think they did a really good job. You know, the whole point of the first game is showing through a video game, uh, you know, a message of love and compassion through Joel and Ellie's relationship. And the whole focus on the second game is uh, the focus on hate. And they do a really good job on that. I just would have done it differently. So it's good. It's still like a solid eight and a half, eight, eight and a half out of ten for me. But it doesn't push up into the nine plus that the first game was because of the mostly because of the pacing that they decided to put into it. Okay. Well, thank you for that review, Mr. Kyrell. Visually, though, it yes. does exactly what The Last of Us did for the PS3. It looks fucking great <laughs> on the PS4. I mean, I I get why it took so long. There's so many scenes where it's just like oh, this must be the end of the game. And then there's like an entire new area that you're exploring. And it's just like, Jesus, guys, you, you can take breaks, you know, right? It's visually and technically very impressive. Hmm. And honestly, you know, maybe you don't pay 60 bucks for it at launch, but when it inevitably goes on sale, because it will, it's well worth a playthrough just from a technical perspective. Okay. Makes me excited to see what they're going to do on PS5 just being able to see what the pinnacle of ps4 gaming is capable of okay so hmm. yeah well alrighty then yeah you also got a switch very recently too how's that been handling you i did i've barely played it how dare you <laughs> i don't know i've the problem that i have is that i keep finding like I, I haven't barely played it that's not that's not a fair way of putting it but i keep finding all these like older games not even that old but games that I've played on other consoles. Yeah. <laughs> I keep replaying those rather than playing new stuff. Like, Shantae on the Switch is so good. Like, I played the shit out of that on Vita. And it's a great game on Vita. But having it be on a bigger screen with, like, I can take it outside and I can play it in direct sunlight and I can actually see what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> it's so much nicer. So yeah, I played through Shantae. I played through Transistor. I mean, I've played through both of those games. How yeah. many times already? I started Mario Odyssey, and I just can't get into it because, you know, it's a good game, and I can recognize that it's a really good game. I just can't get into it enough to be invested. I'm hurt. Uh, I know. The Switch Sorry. is kind of becoming my favorite video game console of all time. I don't know. The other problem for me, though, is that, like, about at the same time, I got my job that I have now. Yeah. I had started to get like actual money. And I kind of built a computer. I've been playing computer games and it's made it hard for me to do anything else. That's all good. It's just, it's just such a different input being on mouse and keyboard compared to any kind of controller. How's that new computer anyway? Mr. Didn't you get like, a retweet from some computer magazine about that? I did. So I tweeted out to the company who made the case for it, actually. Hmm. Um, it was, it's a smaller sort of boutique kind of company, but I've had my eye on them for a while just because I love what they do. They're very much more, uh, not not so much practical, but they look really cool. Mm -hmm. 
I just put out a tweet like, yeah, I finished the computer and they, yeah, they retweeted it. So that was nice. Yeah. I'm really happy with, I need to do some work on it because, uh, <laughs> I, I need to like clean up the back of it where I have a, I have a vertical graphics card bracket that I got for it so that my graphics card can be more displayed and it's not really made for that. So I need to trim off some of the metal on the back of it so that I can actually use it. But yeah, I'm very happy with it. Hmm. It was well worth it. And it's just one of those things. It's fun. I, I like tech and tech stuff. So getting to have the chance to, you know, actually do it was it's a lot of fun. You like your tech and tech accessories? Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, then. I think we've got two hours of this whole thing that I wasn't expecting us to get this far. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. We have not. We haven't done it in a year, but we still got it. I was about to say, we have not lost a beat. <laughs> uh, yep. So we'll probably, we'll be trying to do this more regularly. Oh, of course. Um, the problem was just the scheduling was so hard to get a hold of each other. It's, especially with COVID, it's been rough. I know we've both been working weird longer hours. So Yeah. Now that we're hopefully on the back end of it and it doesn't all go to shit in the fall when everyone goes back to school, hopefully we'll be able to keep it up. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, my name's the infamous Orion and I've been a schmo. I'm Cairo, and I've been a schmo. And thank you for coming back to the two schmo show with us, everybody. I hope you uh, are ready for a nice school semester. And uh, I was trying to make some back-to-school joke, but I realized I have no material for that. We still got two months. We'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night.